jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! Anthony. Oh god, yeah? Anthony. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Look. Oh god. Listeners, here's 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 a little peek behind the curtain, listeners. Oh, is my that god. Anthony was away traveling the North American continent performing. So the point is we haven't actually recorded an episode in about two weeks. It, it, there was a, a little separation anxiety, a little, yeah, uh, a little bit yeah. of that. Yeah, a lot of, th- yeah. a lot of things happened. It's, it's like when a twin dies, or something. I don't know. Like oh, like is... when a twin dies and their arm falls off, and then your arm falls off at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. Lindsay Lohan in the acclaimed film "I Know Who Killed Me." <laughs> it's just science, okay? Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> now, when a twin dies, when a twin dies, <laughs> the other twin who is a stripper <laughs> falls off a pole. <laughs> it's like that. That's how I have felt for two weeks. But the point is, in in that time, I've come up with a lengthy list of things I wanted to talk about in this opening segment. However, that list is being shuffled off to the side because yesterday, last night, I'm getting excited. Oh, God. Are you, like, ready to to say these words out loud? I can't even say them out loud because then it'll feel like... Like, is it a What if it's a dream? Yeah, what if it's just a dream? What if this were being punked? That's why I can't help but think that. It's an elaborate punking. Like, will Ashton Kutcher show up? Yeah. Will, will, will we be, is it, are we on candid camera? Uh, I hope not. I look a fright. I hope I'm not on candid camera. <laughs> that was always my worry about the publisher's clearing house. It's like, what if I'm in my pajamas? <laughs> I just wouldn't answer the door. I don't answer a phone yeah. or a door unless I'm expecting something. Oh, let, if you come to my house and ring my doorbell and you have not told me in How advance, I'm going to... St- I will literally stand in the room and stare at that door until 10 minutes. I will sneak (laughs) out of the room and go. Yeah. yeah, And then I try to look at you from another window in the apartment to see who it is. I go full neighborhood witch. That's when House of Wax animatronic Stacy opens (laughs) (laughs) curtain and looks forward. Like, oh, she's home. Oh, no, she's not. Oh, yes, she is. Oh, no, she's not. curtain just opens and closes my friend but the news i can't even you say it i can't say it well one i am so sad that that other list of yours is going away because i was really excited to talk about toast um but i will say (laughs) 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 but i will say stacy Lo, the heavens have opened, and the sun beams down upon us as Christ Jesus uh, appears to say, Hark, 
Lindsay Wallace is fucking returning and they have cast Kyle motherfucking Richards in a movie so stupidly named Halloween Kills that I don't even care if that's the title because Kyle Richards is coming back as Lindsay fucking Wallace. I can't believe they listened to our show, obviously, first of all. What an honor. We keep saying, Jason Blum, here's an idea. And now he is taking these ideas. We did not get our $50 PayPal. (laughs) We did. No one has Venmoed me. At all. At least we will be hopefully invited to the premiere. I mean, we have to be, right? To live Uh. cast it. Because was it last episode or the one before? I don't know. I don't care. I don't remember these things. But I do know that I said that the only way I would be excited about Halloween Kills is if they cast Kyle fucking Richards as Lindsay fucking Wallace. And I said they were cowards and that they would never do it. And well, 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 I've got toast on my face today. Because (laughs) sure enough... They went and did the thing I thought they would never, ever do. I was sure that if they brought Lindsay back, there's no fucking way they would cast Kyle Richards. Right? No. No. Like, I mean, it would... It, 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 no. Yeah. No. No. It got my blood a-pumping. I had the power of, like, a hundred Susie Banyans running through my veins. <laughs> just everyone around you, their heads just started. <laughs> Everybody started exploding. I ripped open my chest. I ripped open all parts of myself. Vaginas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. I can't believe it. I can't believe it went from a when you said, "Well, we're probably gonna have to watch for the show." I thought, "Oh, you fucker!" Like I don't want to have to. <laughs> and now I'm like, "Can I buy my tickets?" I know it's gonna be October 2020, but <laughs> let me check Fandango. I gotta get the first ticket. <laughs> I can't wait. Am I saying it's gonna be a good movie? No. Am I saying it's going to be the greatest movie of all time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a major, like, political move, actually. It is. Um, it's, a, it's saying a lot because, I mean, you're not just casting. You're not, I mean, you're, there's not just the fan service of bringing back the original actor that played this role 50,000 years ago, 40 years ago. Um, you are, you're casting a real housewife. Let yeah. alone, like, the creator slash producer of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, that's like actually a really big deal. Like a super contentious housewife. Yeah. Like not even one of the ones that's super beloved. Like you put, I don't know, Bethany Frankel in your movie. Everybody's going to go, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's no Lisa Rinna as gas station attendant. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't even. Oh my God. I just want to see Erica Jane be like, Michael Myers, get out of my face, okay? (laughs) I just want there to be a scene in a club so that the Countess Luann can remind us all that money don't buy you class. (laughs) So I feel like this is... This is a last-ditch effort on the part of David Gordon Green and Danny McBride to get... Emblem House to get every homosexual and every woman and every every Real Housewives stand who wrote off Halloween H four O as this right. like misogynist just shit fest <laughs> pile of shit fest 
they yeah. were like, how can we get how can we get that demographic we lost by making a movie that completely disconnected with its fans? <laughs> I know. Get the real housewife. So is it queer baiting? Oh. I'm pretty sure. And I'm fine with it. Honestly, you are putting fucking Kyle Richards in this movie. I cannot wait. I cannot I wait for this movie. I can't wait to watch Jamie Lee try to act and like like she knows who this person is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to be sitting in the audience going, Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. Until she shows up. Wait, was it Lindsay? Wall- no, it was Tommy Wallace. Who's What's Lindsay's last name? Was it just Tommy Lin- Doyle and Lindsay? Tommy Wallace. Doyle and Lindsay. Tommy, okay. Tommy, Tommy Wallace is the Tom- real life dude. Tommy who- Wallace is real. Yeah. Yeah. I got confused. Yeah, Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay Wallace. It gets confused. Ta- so the, the flip side is, and we did complain about this on an episode before, is that Paul Rudd, they originally talked to Paul Rudd about coming back as Tommy since he played him in six. <laughs> um, and then they and then they didn't go with that. But then I'm like, man, I would have much rather looked at Paul Rudd's face because they did cast Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> I know. As Tommy. So for every Lindsay Wallace, we will have an Anthony Michael Hall that we have to deal with. That's a strange choice to me. I didn't want, I love Paul Rudd a lot. I love Clueless. Who doesn't, but love, he would, who he does, would, who doesn't he, love Paul Rudd? Oh my that's God. Like, that's like an old timeline. It's like, you know. It's, yeah. And also it would just, he would stick out like a sore thumb because he's like fucking hot and. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that. Yeah. he just, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's bigger than the material. Right. Uh, I'm not saying and that he's, like. He's honestly not my Tommy Doyle. So. No, exactly. Like he doesn't, he doesn't fit. Like I would be, feel like I'm, and I'm not saying that like he's not bigger than Jamie Lee. I'm just saying like, it would take me out of it to see. I'm like, oh, there's Paul Rudd in Haddonfield. Right. It's not, uh, I don't feel that his Tommy Doyle is an iconic role. No. It's it's more of a novelty that it's Paul Rudd in yes. Halloween. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if he were to show up in Halloween for zero point two kills, whatever the fuck. <laughs> God, those kills, those L's are gonna be a two. I just knows it. Oh, but I'm anyway, so upset. if he showed up, that would be I would have to then acknowledge that he was Tommy Doyle in part six, which means I would have to acknowledge part six. And quite frankly, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And then also, like, just put Danielle Harris in the movie if you're going to do that. If you're going to do that and not put Danielle Harris in, then go fuck yourself. That's just bullshit, because she's a queen. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, that's it. Like, yeah, also, Tom, like, yeah, Tommy's just not that iconic. Lindsay, though. Come on. I believe you, Tommy. I hope she says that again. Oh, and she just, oh, my God. (gasps) I bet she will. I just, yeah. <laughs> I just hope, I just hope she sits there and she just stares at that TV and she just watches her horror movies. <laughs> I love how easy I am. Like, and I mean that in every sense of the word, ladies. This was... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean this is everything we complained about about the first one. It's like, oh, look, you put in a thing so we remember when it happened in the first one. And now I'm like, I hope they recreate the whole first movie with Kyle Richards. I hope she's still a little girl and she watches the TV and she eats the popcorn. I hope she says all the same lines. I hope she sasses Annie. 
oh, we're so lame. I can't uh, believe we actually got them to do this. I, I cannot believe. believe. I, I just can't believe it. I guess you are right. We are lame. I cannot believe that we have gone from this being the movie we are the most resenting in in the future history. (laughs) And now it's like next to Suspiria, our favorite film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, that's all it took for you, Stacey? Like, you're honestly that easily swayed. And I'm like, fuck that bitch. There is some deep faggotry in that move, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like they listened can... they obviously listened to the show, so thank you for listening oh, to us. My hesitations. My hesitations are like I feel I mean, these men proven that they do not know how to work with women or women characters. No. Uh I am terrified at how Kyle is going to be presented. Yeah. I am worried that there's gonna be some like Paris Hilton and House of Wax bullshit happening where it becomes let's watch the real housewife die and i'm not ready to see lindsey wallace die i'm not ready to see judy greer die i don't want to see jamie lee die she probably won't because there's still one more movie after this mm-hmm. um but you know what it's kyle fucking richards and i'm gonna be there in the front seat with all my real housewives bling on i'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna bring my Erica Jane book. I'm gonna bring my Lisa Renna book. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my my LVP. Your skinny girl dog. weed juice. My skinny girl weed juice. My Maurizio hat. My visor. <sighs> and I'm gonna say, Halloween Kills is an enigma riddled in cash. <laughs> As I hold my diamond in the theater. I have no illusions that it's gonna be a good movie. That's the thing. Also, I just don't care at this point. That's the thing. Before, I was ready to rail against it. Now I'm ready to hail against it. Well, because there was nothing to watch. Like, we're like, okay, Jamie Lee doesn't yeah. care. Like, we can yeah. go see Jamie Lee and um, Ready or Not. Or not Ready or Not. Uh, what's the new? Knives Out. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Freaky Friday. We can go see her in Freaky Friday 4-0. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could go watch Jamie Lee and Knives Out. She looks fucking fantastic in that. That movie looks like a great time. I can't wait to watch Ryan Johnson's modern day Agatha Christie movie. Uh, but but otherwise, what was there to bring us to that? You know, to Halloween Kills. It's like, all, oh, okay, great. Michael's going to have this boner that's going to be popping into oh. 4D every time you watch it. If he goes anywhere near Kyle Richards with that thing. Oh, my God. Mauricio will come out from behind. <laughs> yeah. The backsplash. I hope that Kim is there for some reason. Oh my god, I really hope, I really hope they he goes to kill Kyle, and then Kim walks out and she goes, slut whore! <laughs> <laughs> so and then her witch mountain powers kick in. Yes! And it's, it's Kim just, Richards versus Michael Myers. She's just levitating Michael around the room. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, and then Teresa Judas shows up and she's like, prostitution whore! <laughs> and she flips over all the tables. And someone throws their leg at Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this is what... Okay, Jason Blum, we're raising you one now. If you really care about the queer community, you need to only <laughs> cast the Real Housewives in this film. Jamie Lee can still be in it. Judy right, Greer can sure. have a cameo, but we need we need all of them. Oh God! Dare to dream. 
Who knows? One dream has come true already. I just can't believe it happened. I can't believe I never in a million years. Never in a million years. Like, I guess we are in the end times. Right? Like. That's the sign of it. That's a sign. Like, wow, man. I would have thought for sure they'd cast, like, Emma Stone or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no kidding. Giving her a mole to be like, see, she's older. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't. That's just wild. It's wild. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. It's now my most anticipated film. Oh, yeah, more so than Lighthouse? I'll get back to you. <laughs> it's um, I, it is big it's, news. Uh, it is big I mean, news. I mean, uh, here's how much I'm looking forward to it now. As you just said, more than the lighthouse, and I had to think, what's the lighthouse? I had to double check to, second to make yeah. sure that our our computer was still working and we were still recording. <laughs> I short-circuited. You did. I. This is all I care about is, I can't believe I have to say one for Halloween Kills, please. <laughs> one for the Kyle Richards movie. Yes, please. one for the uh, the Kyle Richards picture. Thank you. <laughs> well, come on in. <laughs> and then I'll Charleston right into the theater. Yeah. Would you like some so- horseradish with your popcorn? <laughs> Oh, uh, I gotta stop that. Well, I d- all right, okay. Honestly, that's kind of all I want to talk about. But... I think we could do an entire. I mean, we did a whole episode. Our first episode was about the movie trailer. I so, know. So we could do an entire episode about us reacting to Kyle Richards. <laughs> I know. Oh boy, but I did. All right, I did have some other things on the list. Things of note that I feel should be mentioned. In okay. light of some of our past episodes. Okay, okay. That is, uh, we asked the, what boyfriend do you care about? Yes, yes, this ongoing question. And one, one answer that has come up a few times that I have to agree with is Tommy Ross. From Carrie. Carrie. Absolutely. I'm shocked I didn't think of that. He might be the one true answer for me, honestly. And it's like sad, right? It's sad. He's a good dude. It's not as sad as the gym teacher. That's like the unlivable tragedy of Carrie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was a good guy. He, he was, was a good actually, guy. He, I, one might say he was necessary. Yeah. There you go, Marine Dowd. Yeah. So, and the the other one role queen that I cannot believe I forgot to mention <gasps> last week, our, when we were asked, what are some of your favorite one role queens? This queen literally only had one role. And she is dead now, so I don't think she'll have any more. Sad to say. Unless Disney CGI's her. That could be. Maybe that that could work. Um, (laughs) But I cannot believe I neglected to mention Ann Sellers, who, in the film Threads, the British film from 1984 about nuclear war, during the whole like nuclear war scare, you had the day after here in the U.S. You had Threads in the U.K. Oh, I've no, I I don't know Threads, but I know the day after. Yeah, they're all horrifying movies. Yeah, um, but Ann Sellers' one credit on IMDb, and you can look this up. Her one credit is "Woman Who Urinates on Herself." <laughs> 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 S- 
Stacy, she's coming for your gig. (laughs) (laughs) She is. That's a role that I feel like you would be so excited to play. It's going to be the name of my biopic when it happens. (laughs) The queer biopics are really hot right now, too, so get ready. Now's the time. You loved Freddie Mercury and whatever that was. Don't forget (laughs) about Elton John. And now Stacy Potter is. A woman who urinates on herself. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So there you go. A little shout out to her. What a contribution to history. Man, man yeah. and sellers. Good yeah. on you. And my one last item. And now I know that on the air is probably not the best place to talk about merchandising ideas. Oh, okay. 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 You know, like we should just surprise people with things, right? Yeah. But I wrote it down on my list, so we might as well just get it out there now, is that I was thinking, what if we made bumper stickers for people that they could put on their cars? Okay, this is already novel. (laughs) Yeah, and the bumper stickers could say, my other car is a Suspiria. Um, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. That's, like, so stupid that I am just shocked that we don't already have, like, a billboard and a t-shirt and (laughs) a bumper sticker. (laughs) That's so amazing. Uh, Also, that's like sticking it to those smarmy Wiccans that have my other car as a broom. This is, (laughs) this one is truly... Where it's at. This is that's the T, honey. Henny. <laughs> that's it right there. My other car is a Suspiria. Fuck you. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> well, it's, it's been quite a week already. I feel like we could just end the episode. It's uh, yeah, just you can stop it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's quite a week and moving into quite a month because now it's september oh finally and uh we got some we got some uh some exciting plans we do we have uh, inspired by inspired by listener questions amazing right do you see how vital your questions are for us we don't have any more ideas we have nothing left <laughs> as <laughs> stacy's bumper sticker <laughs> <demonstrated>. <laughs> I really want that bumper sticker. I do too. I'm serious. I think we actually have to. <laughs> I think we should. Oh. And usually we save listener questions for the end, uh, but this time we wanted to use a listener question to kick off this whole month. A whole month. A whole month. And what exactly is that question, Stacy? that we could spend a month talking about? Um. Yeah, this question comes from Dana, and this question is, what are your witch movie recommendations how could we possibly just tack that on to the end of an episode when it's i mean it's my favorite subgenre it's i mean it, i was a slasher girl born and raised and now in my in my hardened age in the twilight of your youth <laughs> yeah as the dusk dawns settles. and settles oh. <laughs> 
the reason for the season, like Lana sang herself, you know, it must be the season of the witch, baby. So we said to ourselves, let's just fucking do a whole month based around that question. Yeah. And then some, because it's not like the ones, the movies we're going to cover this month are the ones we'd recommend, obviously. We've got more than that. And we'll get to them. Mm-hmm. We've also talked, the ones that we'd recommend, I feel like we've talked about ad nauseum. Yeah, probably the Superstition episode. Oh my god, man. A while back. I don't know what episode number that is, but... I think I think there's like 10 really solid witch movies that are my yeah. like top, top, tops. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then, you know, we can only talk about those <laughs> every episode so much. <laughs> so all this month, we're going to be talking, every week, we're going to be talking witch movies, baby. Oh my god. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. And at the end of uh, this month is our anniversary, also. Oh, wow. 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 Yep. What a wonderful what a wonderful month in which to celebrate an anniversary during which... What a wonderful month. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. This Kyle Richards news has me all hyped up. I'm just like, I. your channeling has been off the chain recently between Penny Marshall and, and obviously the standard Deborah Hill, but... Now, <laughs> we got Louie coming in That's soon. Right. Maybe the my biopic should be the woman of a thousand voices who urinates on herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that's something to workshop. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. So, so this month, uh, or this week, really, uh, to kick off which month, inspired by this fantastic question, we were going to, uh, you know, witches have a tendency to go to school. <laughs> there's a, there's so many movies yeah. of young girls go off to boarding school or academy or school school, and witchery happens. Witchery is afoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month we, also, I didn't even realize, like, after we scheduled these inadvertently um are doing two lucky mckee films oh yeah i thought you didn't know that i thought you knew that yeah. i mean stacy it's amazing the the places my brain does not go that's true <laughs> the that's incredibly true. obvious <laughs> places i probably did knew it knew it See, <laughs> it's kyle richards she's cast a spell on both of us they had this 70 percent vape pen in la okay and I am just struggling with what brain cells I still have left. I see. So, Makes sense. I mean, you can only spend so long in an air-conditioned hotel before you just want to go to clown town. We are going to uh, kick this off. We're going to be looking at 2006's The Woods. And <laughs> 2000... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and 2014's All Cheerleaders Die. Both Lucky McKee films. Um... So the woods, a movie in which there are allegedly witches, uh, things allegedly happen. Patricia Clarkson is allegedly in this film. (laughs) I allegedly watched this film. (laughs) I have always wanted to see this. I remember when I lived in L.A., my roommate had a copy of this on the shelf, and I would look at it all the time and think, I really want to watch that, and yet I just never did. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, it's 2006. It's getting up there in age. 
it's getting up there. Uh, and so was... I was really excited for this, for the show. I, I mean, someone told me, like, it's like a Canadian Suspiria <laughs> made for TV. Oh. Okay. And now I understand that I, sh- while I was immediately drawn to the description Canadian Suspiria made for TV, that's actually 100% accurate and not the right way. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not the yeah. way I was longing for. Yeah. Um, And this was Lucky McKee's next feature after May, right? I, I think believe so. It was pretty yeah. early on. Yeah, um, May was, what, 2002? 2002 and i mean may hit me right right when it came out that was the talk of the town because it was so weird Mm -hmm. um you get anna ferris in that amazingly questionable role (laughs) as the horniest lesbian ever um and it introduced me to angela bettis or really got me looking at her after like girl interrupted and stuff um Mm -hmm. so i i thought the woods you know would have some good heft to it i like lucky mckee films i think I think I do. And on paper, I feel like this movie was made for me. Come on. 1960s. 1960s, a girl. I love girl school horror. A girl love goes it. off to a, a boarding school. She's a, a she's portrayed by Agnes Bruckner from The Pact. She is a fire starter. She has a history of burning down a house and, and nearly killing her family. Uh, she gets sent off by her father, who is Bruce Campbell, and her mother, who um, is, is Emma. Lana Del Mother. Lana Del Mother, thank you. <laughs> and just hates her, is over the top. Uh, she gets she gets sent to this school where Patricia Clarkson, mother fucking Patricia Clarkson, Tammy to herself, Ugh. excuse me, is like... A sort of Tilda Swinton adjacent role, at least in theory on paper, as Miss Traverse, the headmistress of the academy. Um, Rachel Nichols plays the mean girl. Rachel fucking Nichols. Love her. Who's she? I mean, I know who she is in the movie, but I don't I don't know her from anything. I can't think of anything else she's in, but she's great. Okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's in she's in a lot of other uh, little I know what you mean. Little yeah. B roles. But she's she's one of those actors that like you kinda see her every now and then and you just really enjoy her. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden as as little Agnes Bruckner slash Heather begins experiencing this witch school, uh Something is something is crawling in the woods, and the teachers are all a little bit strange and a little stern with the students. And then girls start missing, going missing at night, one by one by one. Um, they start kind of getting brainwashed and acting weird. Everyone has to drink this milk. Uh, ultimately, we discover that there is a history of Clara Thompson, a former student, and her sisters coming out of the woods and taking over the school and taking all the students back into the woods and... Somehow casting a spell and killing a headmaster and something has happened that now is coming <laughs> forth in a, a new ritual in which Heather is Heather's sort of a Susie Banyan that will be the key to the headmistress and her other teachers becoming immortal or something. <laughs> yeah. And then that's where I just honestly at about 20 minutes into this movie, I was like, when is this going to do something? Yeah. And about 35 minutes into this movie, I was like, when is Patricia Clarkson going to get to do something? Yeah. And in the last five minutes of this movie, I was just saying, did Lucky McKee really direct this? And when is this over? And man, what a fucking snooze. <laughs> it was a big let down snooze. 
It, I mean, it, like I said, on paper, it has everything I love. Patricia Clarkson as a witch? How do you have a oh. movie with Patricia fucking Clarkson as a witch? And I give it two farts down. Yeah, right? It's like, what a waste of an opportunity. My God. A history of an urban legend slash, like, mythic story in this going through the school halls about clara thompson and her sisters that came out of the woods and they were witches mm-hmm. and, and they killed the headmistress with an axe yeah. how is that not exciting how is it not exciting i don't i tried to as i was watching it i was trying to figure out like why am i not enjoying this like what is it about this that means it's not like why isn't this working because it has so much that I like. Yeah. I mean, the actors are all there. Yeah, Agnes Bruckner. Yeah. She's fine. All I know her from is The Pact. Yeah, she played Anna Nicole Smith in that Anna Nicole Smith team. Oh, I did see. I Well, I didn't watch that, but I did see that she did had done that. Which I is really weird up. casting. I just, watching it, I just thought to myself, my God, I wish this was made in 1996 instead of 2006. Because if it was 1996, that part would be played by Clea Duvall. And this would be a much better fucking movie. Oh, Yeah. You need, that would have that, been that needed that needed a Clea Duvall who can actually like act. This this girl a, it, was nothing. It like, needed some shades of like some girl interrupted meets like urban legend. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It needed a little like not levity, but it needed something. Like the the Heather the lead character is like sullen, angry girl sort of thing, but there's no spark to her or something. She has the no. same facial expression through the entire film. The whole movie. And just, I was never really on her side. I wanted to be on her side. Whether I didn't, I thought this is a 2006 movie. She's not going to like become a witch and it's going to be awesome. This is not, not everything is suspicious, Stacey. Get that out of your mind. Oh, but weren't you just waiting for that? I, I was waiting for it and still hoping for it. But, you know, so she, of course she's going to, like, defeat the witches. It's, it's more of a Suspiria 77 kind of thing, where the witches still need to be defeated by the heroine. Yeah, they're still evil witches. But I was never rooting for this girl, and maybe that's because it's a coven led by Patricia Clarkson, and how am I going to root <laughs> against that? But I just, I don't know, she had no spark of life at all. No, no. I, I mean, honestly, I felt the same with Patricia Clarkson. Like, yeah, she got maybe like two moments where she was doing this really great face acting. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, there was, and it wasn't even Patricia Clarkson's fault. There was nothing in the writing. There's nothing in the writing that gave her character anything. Like, she was almost like, for being the evil villain coven leader, like Grand High Witch, she was like almost too much of just like a helpful teacher that, like, she was almost too much of like a Madame Blanc. But not in a way that made her compelling, like like Tilda's Madame Blanc. Yeah, I wondered if that was supposed to be a misdirection. Yeah, so like, it was oh, supposed to nice be a to surprise. Her. Like, oh no, she's not in on it, maybe. But it's like the whole thing was very predictable and just kind of lethargic, and there was nothing in the direction that like it wasn't made up for with like an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Or spooky set pieces or anything like that. Like a lot of it felt very two thousand six. 
And the, I mean, the, I think part of, I was surprised by Lucky McKee's choices, the aesthetic stylization of the film, like the, it all has this like filter and glow to it. And I think, I think that was like out of like a attempt at like capturing this like nostalgic kind of other time since of 1965. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stylization didn't work. It just detracted from the look of everything and like what could have been creepiness. Uh, and then there are the editing did you notice the entire movie was one long fade in and fade out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. you need an aggressive cut and yes. some moments of black to like have a moment sink. And it, when you're watching a constant fade in and fade out, you're like, who's, who's iMovie <laughs> like, yeah. is responsible for this? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it never felt, nothing felt compelling ever. Um, nothing felt urgent. The Heather character didn't really have a through line that made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, like, this is really probably nitpicky, but it really took me out. Is This is supposed to take place in 1965. Heather, the lead character, has red hair. Oh, was it her kiss t-shirt? And, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anachronisms, I, you know, uh, yeah. so it, this is an anachronism. But so Samantha, the bitch who's, like, picking on her all the time, mm-hmm. calls her fire crotch. And I feel that fire crotch is not a 1965 term. I feel, and they say fire crotch so many times in this movie. And I thought about, I was like, this is really bothering me. And fire crotch kind of, I don't know when it was coined, obviously, but it really entered the public vernacular earlier in 2006 because of that video of Brandon Davis and Paris Hilton making fun of Lindsay Lohan. And he called her a fire crotch. Oh. And that is when that term really, everybody was like, oh my God, that's so funny because, you know, we can laugh at Lindsay Lohan. And that's when that term, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he coined it, but that's when it really became a part of the public consciousness. And so for mm. this film to come out later that year and be using that term that is not like 1965 slang. Yeah. It just, I, it just bothered me. Like, I could see that working in like a reconstructed 80s horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> like some, hey, fire crutch, you know, at camp. Right. Um, but yeah, in this, it, it just, it, it just pointed it for me, like, I mean, I didn't even really think of it in terms of the anachronism sort of sense of it. I think you're right. Uh, but it, it was just pointed to the clunkiness of the writing where it's like, oh, fire crotch. Cause she's a fire starter. Oh so, no, it's cause she had red hair. I want, I mean, I just felt like it was to also remind us of the fact that she starts fires and who, I wonder if fire crotch fire starter is going to burn down the school and the, and the, just like she burned down her house in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Gee, I wonder, oh look, she's burning down the school now in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But she wasn't like, there was, I mean, not to say she was unlikable. But I think a lot of it was her performance was just so dead that she was just like she doesn't have to be quote unquote likable, but she was there. She was kind of unappealing in that like I just wasn't ever invested in her story. I never want to say a woman is unlikable, but I this sense of this character has not been infused with anything that that brings any connection point. For me as right. a viewer to her. It's 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 Agnes Bruckner in this, and it's um 
Alicia Witt in Urban Legend. <laughs> like, yeah. it's those those two actors are the closest I'll ever get to that. Yeah. In those yeah, movies. it's it's just there's nothing there. Like I, it's fine if she's troubled and not nice and not likable. Like that's all cool. Yeah, that's real. But there was nothing. There was no hook at all. No. for the viewer. And actually, I, now I'm thinking about this red hair, and I'm gonna nitpick. That was like that was like 2000s L'Oreal like burgundy dyed red hair. Yeah, it was some like, Lindy Booth shit. Yeah, if you're going to be called Firecrotch and be, like, made fun of for having red hair, you better be a, a pale-ass ginger-freckled motherfucker, right? So <laughs> Yeah, it was very obviously dyed. Yeah. And, like, the barest attempt at a 1965 by way of 2006 haircut. Yeah. Well, and well, then they were like... Just flip out the ends. You know, we need um we need to remind people it's 1965, play Leslie Gore every other scene. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was, I mean, given Lucky McKee, the films that I've seen by Lucky McKee, I was sure that scene, the Leslie Gore scene, I was waiting for some lesbian action. The whole movie, I thought it was going to happen, right? Because Lucky McKee, like, is a lesbian. I mean, I feel like Lucky McKee is the type of straight man who says, I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. I was, I could see that. is the worst kind of thing a man can say. Mm-hmm. Just because we both like to fuck women doesn't make you a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a tendency to only put super hot women together. Um mm-hmm. In these lesbian moments, and also to have them be the thirstiest fucking lesbians out there. <laughs> Lots of thirsty lesbians, and on the one Which hand, I'm not opposed to. I, as a thirsty lesbian, I'm like, oh, give me that gay shit. Like, I love it when it happens in the movie. You know, like I'm, I'm not gonna say like we'll get to it, but the first time I saw all cheerleaders, I was like, oh my god, is this really happening? Like, I was, you know, I yeah. love it, but on the other hand, I'm just like, why are you doing this though? Yeah, it's not. That doesn't like, all work. Like, a, where does... is it Where is it coming from? Why is that the flavor of gay that you're okay with mm-hmm. in your films? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it's definitely, I mean, it's like, it's it's Tarantino's feet <laughs> yeah. for Lucky McKee. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. super hot. It's like two super hot femmes uh, boning. Right. Uh, or just making out. Um, I, I thought for sure that was going to happen with at least that scene when Rachel Nichols was fighting her and rolling around on top of her and then sitting on top of her <laughs> mm-hmm. i thought for sure it was going to turn into some some sapphic make outage mm-hmm. uh, well heather made a point of it earlier it was like don't kiss me I'm, i don't want you to kiss me or mm-hmm. yeah yeah but she's trying to embarrass her in the so I was cafeteria like, right. i was like all right all right so i don't know this it's just nothing in this movie worked no, I was I was truly shocked that Patricia Clarkson had. I, at one point, I just wrote, "Is she in this for a reason? <laughs> Does she owe someone a favor?" Yeah, I the CGI trees, the CGI floor fog. It was just none of it, it worked. It just it felt. I mean, I feel like I'd seen it all before, but it has a 2006 ending, which means the school gets burned down, and Bruce Campbell saves the day. Bruce Campbell saves the day. Patricia yeah. Clarkson gets an axe to the neck. Yeah. 
uh, even though she has never presented herself as a threat at any point. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, that's fine. Like, I don't need everything to be a Susie Banyan liberation story. Like, that's totally fine. But it just wasn't like an engaging good movie. It was just kind of a snooze fest that feels like a lot of wasted potential. Yeah. And why was Bruce Campbell in this? Like, he was a sore thumb in this movie. Yeah. And I like Bruce Campbell, but like, it, it just felt like horror filmmaker trying to get noticed casts genre legend right but like you already have an actual legend with patricia clarkson here um i'm sure he wasn't thinking that no no i'm sure not a lot of the i mean a lot of these movies especially the the like straight to dvd shit from especially the bro horror era all had like oh my god lance henriksen is in this movie for 10 minutes Ooh, tony todd over there yeah yeah like you know doug bradley's in this one like they, they all have it's almost always a dude, but they all have the like horror icons. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah, it's always a dude. Like otherwise, it's what Linnea and Michelle and yeah, well, probably Barbara Crampton. Linnea Barbara and Michelle Crampton. are are Absolutely. in the like lower budget shit. They're know? in yeah, all the they're in the like Rolf Kanevsky movies. That's that, true. When Barbara's you know. doing all the new stuff and the yeah. into the dark and all those yeah which i'm not complaining about give barbara crampton all the roles She's that you're not giving to perfect. kyle richards but let's be real at the end of the day kyle richards needs to be... <laughs> if kyle richards is not the mother of tears in <laughs> luca's new film oh my god let us cast it please ah uh. Just imagine, like, Lisa Rinna and Miss Vindigal hanging out. <laughs> like, two peas in a pod right there. Um, so, yeah, The Woods. I uh, Disappointing. Disappointing. I And more, 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 I mean, even with all my critiques of Lucky McKee, I was truly shocked that I didn't find some entry point with this movie because I, I, I've i seen three other films of his, and I really like those movies. Uh, mm. So I was, I was really surprised. Yeah. Me too. Especially to follow up May. It was kind of a surprise. So. I was expecting to love it. Love it. I did not. Yeah. Mm-mm. So, but. But then. Lucky me, but then, the Lucky McKee movie I do love. <laughs> 2014, all cheerleaders die. Man, I do love this stupid fucking movie. This it's a stupid movie, but also is it a stupid it's, movie? I, well, I wrote down like it's it's fun and stupid, but it's also dark as fuck. I and am su- and super gay, and I love it. It's super gay, and I'm really surprised by this movie. I mean, coming into this movie, uh, I had seen this actually probably in 2014, probably right when it came out, um, back in the day of. Of Netflix discs. Jason was still doing Netflix discs way late into the game. So we would get all of them the second they come out on DVD. And we I remember watching All Cheerleaders Die. I just saw parts of it here and there. And I just remember thinking like, what is this misogynist bullshit? Oh, of course the lesbians are super hot. Oh no, now there's a Wiccan in it and she's got crystals. And I was just like, I don't I don't think I need to watch this movie. I think I, I think I've seen this movie. I think I know what this is about. You and then were wrong. Yeah, and then one Stacy Ponder says, "Okay, what about All Cheerleaders Die?" Which actually you've been advocating for this movie like since the beginning of the podcast. 
True. Just true. And we found a way to pair it with The Woods, which I was more excited to watch The Woods, because I'm like, ooh, Canadian made for TV Suspiria. (laughs) (laughs) Which is absolutely what I got. Yeah, sign me up. Uh, And watching All Cheerleaders Die... I, it was kind of hilarious how this was like microcosmic of my journey with this movie where I start it and I'm like, oh, God damn it. It really <laughs> is what I remember. And then about 30 minutes in, I'm like getting some tingles. And then by the end of it, I'm in love with this movie. Yay! I really, really like All Cheerleaders Die and I'm very surprised. Yay! I love it. It's I, the first time I saw it was totally on a lark. I think I saw it because Caitlin Stacy, who plays Maddie, she's like the lead. Yeah, from Please Like Me. Yeah, she was like in I don't know. There was a little hubbub because she's like I'm a lesbian, and so it, I'm immediately like, oh my god, who's this actor? I need to give her all my money, obviously. And then they were like, oh, she made this All Children's Die, which is gay. And I was like, what? There's a gay horror movie? Okay, I gotta check this out. And I watched it and I was like, okay, where has this movie been all my life? Yeah. I know it's only been out for six months, but where has it been my whole life? Like, I just, I really was surprised by how much fun it is and how much I love it. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler alert, Caitlin Stacy married a man and is like, why is it, why is everybody upset that I'm still calling myself a lesbian? Oh, and, and everybody's like, because that's literally just not what the word means. And then she's <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm a lesbian with an exception. And everybody's like, no, that's not how it works. And then she's finally like, okay, I'm bisexual. And everybody's like, there you go. there you go that's the word you were looking for journey complete journey complete so anyway but all cheerleaders die is very gay yeah Uh, it's a faggy ass movie (laughs) it's a faggy ass movie it's a lot of fun it's like bring it on meets the touch of drop dead gorgeous with a touch of all the boys love mandy lane with a touch of like house and sorority row or I know what you did last summer. Any of those movies where it's like people have to cover up a secret kind of thing meets lesbian witches. Yeah, it's a lot happening. Honestly, what got me for this is the, it's a magical girl story. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm like deep into magical girls, and I'm really obsessed with. Uh, I'm like right now. I've been wanting to do like a magical girls comic of my own. I'm trying to figure out what this would look like. But it's very, it's like zombie magical girls, like full on Sailor Moon team. Uh, (laughs) Meets like Steven Universe. Like, they, like, I'm convinced Steven Universe took the whole Crystal Gym thing from this movie. (laughs) Because they are legit full on Crystal Gems. And. I was screaming, what? As I was watching this. I was like, this this is the super-powered Crystal Gem Magical Girls team that I have been waiting for my whole life. <laughs> so what's what's this movie about, Stacey? You, you've, you're you vastly acquainted with it, and I'm still, uh, I'm still working through my new crush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so Maddie, played by Caitlin Stacey, bisexual actress. Uh, <laughs> that's on her at her agency it's on her it yeah says. it's on her business card yeah um it starts with her filming a cheerleader named lexi 
she seems to be following Lexi around. It's a day in the life kind of thing. And Lexi is very cool. And like the girls are bitches because the school mascot is a dog. And so the boys are the dogs and the girls are the bitches. And so she's following Lexi around. Lexi's, you know, eventually it's cheerleading practice. And Lexi's like, hold on, watch this. <laughs> and they throw her up in the air. And there's a horrible accident. And Lexi dies. Broken neck. Fast forward three months, uh, there's an open spot on the cheerleading team, and Maddie has decided she's going to try out because, as she records a video diary to let us know, it's all a ruse. She wants to get back at all of these jock cheerleader assholes. Um, The lead cheerleader, now Tracy, is dating Lexi's ex, who's on the football team, and, like, Maddie just hates all of them and is going to get back at them by, like infiltrating the unit meanwhile her ex-girlfriend lena who is like the absolute stereotypical goth (laughs) wiccan clingy cemetery girl crying in her car listening to singer songwriter like sappy yeah (laughs) yeah yeah she's like the softer side of nancy from the craft Yes. Yeah, Nancy with Inya. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like aesthetically, she's a Nancy, but uh, emotionally, she's a lesbian, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, so Maddie makes the team, and, um, you know, the boys are awful. They are your stereotypical football heroes, they treat the women like shit. Uh, they're just the jocks who run the school, who run everything. Uh, Maddie, part of her plan is to break up Tracy and, um, fuck what? Terry. Terry, Terry, who is an evil, dead-faced motherfucker. Evil, dead-faced motherfucker. Um, Maddie's gonna break them up. She tells Tracy that Terry's been cheating on her. And then she puts the moves on her. And before you know it, Tracy and Maddie are making out. Full on lesson out. Full on lesson out. And I say to myself, is this pandering to me? <laughs> I say to myself, yes, and I love it. It's working. <laughs> it's working. So, okay, fine. So there's the big, like, nighttime bonfire rally. The cheerleaders and the football players are there. Everything's just great. Uh, and then Terry shows up late and things really go south. Uh he and Tracy get into it. Tracy and Maddie have already had sex at this point. And Tracy really starts goading Terry. They start goading each other. Things escalate. Terry punches Tracy in the face. Oof. It's pretty brutal. Next thing you know, all of the girls are going to leave to get help. They're all in the car speeding away. All the boys are in a car driven by Terry chasing them. The girls drive over an embankment into a river. The car is upside down. What's going on? The boys are like, oh, no, we should save them. No, we shouldn't. What are you doing? No, let's get out of here. But I don't want to get out of here. Come on, let's go. So the boys all leave. (laughs) Meanwhile, sad Lena has been watching all of this unfold, and she's crying in her car. (laughs) During this epic car chase. Yeah. (laughs) It just cuts to her crying in her car. (laughs) Yeah, she's crying in her car because Maddie and Tracy have been having sex. So she drives to see what what's happened. She gets into the water immediately, gets all the girls out of the car, but it's too late. They're all dead. But Lena has her bag full of Wiccan rocks. 
Her crystals, her special Wiccan crystals. Oh my god! She does her Wiccan crystals magic. There's some there's floating a full rocks. Moon, man. There's a full moon. She's like, she's doing it, you know. The second that hand goes up to the moon, it's like moon prism power makeup, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all the stones start glowing. Each girl gets a stone in, like, her life-ending wound. Like, Tracy's head was split open in the accident, and the stone goes in there. And, you know, Maddie's lower back got hurt, and that's where the stone goes. The next day, the girls are all awake. I won't say alive. I'll say they're undead. They are conscious. There's zombie adjacent. Zombie adjacent. There are some complications. Um, the sisters have switched bodies. Yeah. Um, they're all really hungry all the time. That can only be satisfied by drinking blood and sucking life energy out of people. Um, and they all seem to feel the same things. One of them ends up having sex, and all of the women with the stones in them end up orgasming at the same time, no oh matter where they God. are. Um, meanwhile, the jocks are all surprised that the girls show up back at school. Uh, Terry figures this all out. What's going on? It's the bag full of magic rocks. Things escalate. <laughs> Terry's the really super-duper bad guy. You find out that Maddie had this... Vendetta because he raped her the year, the summer before. Uh, it's just, it escalates, escalates, escalates. People start dying. Do I give away the ending? I don't know. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I mean, that's the- enough. I feel like I've been talking for 10 years. It's, it's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of magic rocks. Oh my God. Yeah. Heart of the ocean. That's <laughs> Celine's um, crystal gem that she uses. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Celine like eats someone and then all of French Canada just starts glowing green. <laughs> so this yeah, I was it it's kind of amazing watching that tension build up and it turns into this battle between a squad of super powered teenage girls versus this like big bad uh jock who's representative of all toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have to see some queens die, like Basically, all the cheerleaders, like the title says, all cheerleaders die. Um, but watching him, watching them just, like, team up against these guys. Yeah. With their fucking crystal gems. I was just losing my goddamn mind. Yeah. Like, when you say, when you talk about them waking up, <laughs> and the next day at school, the jocks are all gathered together and they're hitting on the younger girls because there's a whole new incoming freshman class that they can that they can um, poach from. And then the the C parts in the school hallways and you get the classic mean girl group walking through the halls in slow motion mm-hmm. that we see in Heather's, that we see in The Craft, that we see yeah. in Mean <laughs> yeah. Girls, that we see in Jawbreaker, and now you see it in All Shooters Die. And then the one thing you didn't reference that is different about them, in addition to every the hunger and to the collective feeling and all that... They also suddenly have brand new leather cheerleading outfits. That's true. <laughs> that are way sexier because they, yeah. <laughs> they had kind of dumpy long skirts before. Yeah. And yeah. now they have these like hot coordinated like Power Rangers outfits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like it's a fun movie. Like there's some computer blood. There's computer magic gems. Yeah. You know, like there's some of that stuff. It's silly. It's funny. There's some, you know, humorous touches as the girls are getting used to their new bodies. That kind of thing. But there's also like a really dark thread running through this movie. The silliness really works for me with this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Lucky McKee is a weirdo. Like, and that's why I was shocked that there was none of that. Because I think even the woman as fucked up as that movie is, has a critical thread to it that also has like kind of a satiric edge. Um, May is a funny, weird movie. Uh, this movie is hilarious. Like, and that comes down all the way even to the sound design. Like, those bizarrely over-the-top love song cues that play whenever whenever Lena and Maddie are together, like, on the back of a motorcycle. And it's like a car chase scene, but you start hearing, like, love. (laughs) Like, with their their classic old Hollywood love theme. Or, like, like, whoever the sound designer is was a genius. Like, the sound of of goats just screaming in the background because she has goats outside her house. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or or one of them sitting down and just farting. (laughs) Like, yeah. Their stomach's growling all the time yeah. because they're so hungry. And this, this movie is really funny, and it it it's kind of, it does like a, a really, I think it does a really smart one-two kind of gotcha thing where when it, oh, and this is like I was talking about when I was watching the opening, and it's just this cheerleader who's super popular being like, there's the bitches and the dogs and my bitches. It's like it's like watching yeah. a bag a bad drag race uh character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's yeah. just annoying. Suddenly she dies and you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then you you see her like you see Maddie get sucked into this collective and becoming part of this thing and and it's really interesting. I wanted to hate it and the like the coolness and the heterosexualness um the like bad girlness that was just so over the top and like kind of that catty bitch writing that we we've complained about in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, But they use it to an end where they turn it on its head. So like this idea of the bitches and the dogs, which is the cheerleaders are called bitches and the jocks are called the dogs um, at, at Blackfoot school. uh, it, It becomes representative of this whole like heterosexual paradigm. Mm-hmm. And then you have these two fucking lesbian witches, <laughs> or lesbian witch and her girlfriend, like kind of standing up to that. Yeah, it like it it plays into all the tropes early on. Yeah, and then it uses it, and then it critiques all of the tropes for yeah. like, the last two thirds of the movie. Yeah, every it's... everybody surprises you in this movie, except uh, for the dudes. But all the girls end up surprising you. The dudes are all awful, but oh my god, motherfucker! But truthfully, Tracy. Awful. Tracy, yeah, Tracy, right, is my queen. Like yeah. <laughs> she's, and it's so funny to see how they work with her because she could be such a just throwaway, like dumb cheerleader character in the f- beginning. She's easily misled by Maddie, um, but there's also like a sympathy to her. Like she actually really does like Maddie, and there the the issue of their lesbianism is like never actually an issue. No, here's what I I appreciated the fact that. Batty and Lena are lesbians, period. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, it's just, I, I just, that's kind of rare for, for that to happen. And so that was nice. And then when Maddie and Tracy are having sex, Tracy says, why are you so nice to me? And it's like a, it's a really honest moment. Yeah. 
between those two characters, like, they are actually falling for each other, even though it's been a short amount of time, which they must be lesbians. It's been a week. But it's been a week. But I think they are actually, like, I think Maddie is actually feeling feelings for her. She is. Um, and you, and, and Caitlin's acting, you can see that on her face as she reacts to that mm-hmm. question. Yeah. And for Tracy to ask that is really honest. It's like she's just never gotten that before. No, she's not she's, getting it. She's not getting it from Terry. That's for sure. Terry, you know? who literally his girlfriend died. He hooked up with Tracy and then he fucked Matt or he raped Maddie. Yeah. Like, and he's just, a, he's, he is a quintessential, a quintessential, like predator definition, narcissist, sociopath. Mm-hmm. Like just evil fucking jock piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and watching Tracy and it. So, yeah, I mean, she could have just been throwaway, but giving her those moments of extreme honesty and like and and real sincerity in a movie that is also so funny and silly and throwaway in some aspects um, to the point that then she, when she transforms and becomes her magical girl, Crystal Jim self, she's like <laughs> she is like leader of the pack for. Yeah, a while. she's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. She's just like watching her walk out of that like walk down to the refrigerator after she's been turned guzzling milk and then throwing it up because or being grossed out because it's goat milk so then she goes across the street to the neighbor and just marches into his house in his underwear and then eats him like (laughs) she tracy's so fucking cool yeah yeah no i think the the tone of this movie the comedic tone is kind of necessary because without it it would kind of be it would be too dark i think It'd be, it'd be upsetting. I think it also, I think it makes it, I think because I feel like this movie, it's called All Trudies Die. There's hot lesbians. There's really hot girls in this movie. Um, there's blood. There's zombieism. There's eating people. Like, there's, there's popular music, you know? Like, it, it could easily be, and in 2014, this could easily be consumed by shitty dudes that might not see the root, or, like, the, the, the right. flip. Um, but that comedy just makes it also so much more accessible for everyone. Because, yeah, it lightens the material, which really has a lot to say about sexism and rape culture and toxic masculinity and heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. And, and female camaraderie like it says so much and it, it's just it's so shocking to me that they made it they were so smart and so sly in how they approached it that they were able to really tell something that honestly five years later they, these sto- sorts of stories are only now beginning to be told mm-hmm. um, with the movies we love and yeah. it's it's kind of really ahead of its time for even just five years ago I think it, I mean, it's, I think it's my, it's my favorite thing I've seen from Lucky McKee. I think it's the most successful for me. I actually, I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, I mean, I think it's good at, point, you know, really skewering that sort of mentality of like venerating fucking football players. Like I lived in, don't ask me why. I lived in Ohio for a time in Columbus. Oh, Ohio State University. You've been everywhere, right. man. I have been everywhere, man. <laughs> I've been to... No, I'm not going to try to do it. <laughs> I sounded just like Johnny Cash, though, didn't I? You did. It but, was really lit. 
Yeah, but it's like, I mean, I here's the weird part. Now, imagine Stacey Ponder saying this. I worked at a law firm in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, but I did, it's true. Were you Aaron Brockovich? I was, I am Aaron. <sighs> Finally, my cover is blown. Erin <laughs> Brockovich, who urinates on herself. <laughs> That's a me. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, the point is, o- OSU is like, I mean, it is a college football town, right? And so you work in a law firm, you'd think that these people would have brains. You think that they would be, I don't know what you'd think, but you would be surprised on game day Fridays when everyone came in wearing fucking OSU stuff. It's like these are college students playing football and you are a 60-year-old lawyer and you're wearing the OSU sweatshirt. Yeah. Like what's happening here? You yeah, know what I mean? Weird. The way we venerate football players in high school, college, professionally. It's I mean, look at the Steubenville rape case. It's fucked up. It's really really fucked up and I appreciate that this film tapped into that it just it was just another way that it felt like as goofy as some of the football players are like terry's a fucking sociopath but the other ones are kind of like there's the stoner and the kind of nerdy one like they're all goofy but also i think it was very truthful in the way they can do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it because they play football yeah and that's why it's so satisfying i mean not just what happens to them but just seeing the terror on their faces when the bad girls walk in slow motion up to them mm-hmm. or watching Maddie walk up to Terry when he's trying to, he's trying to hit on and, and plant the seed with all these new young freshmen. And she walks up to him and she goes, how's your hand? He punched his girlfriend in the face. Right. I like that. That's what she uses yeah. to take him down a notch, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, I mean, to the feminist end, cause I'm like, <laughs> kind of think this is a really sly smart feminist i'm gonna say masterpiece right now because i'm just really into this movie um i'm so glad you liked it because i thought you didn't like it i'm so uh, happy oh oh oh, especially when we were starting out it's like well one of these movies i was excited to talk about (laughs) yeah yeah um (sighs) and it's not the patricia clarkson film shockingly it's the it's the crystal gym movie but (laughs) but like uh the thoughtfulness that really surprises me to come from Lucky McKee. And and also, this was also co-directed by Chris Syvertson, who is the director of I Know Who Killed Me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's apparently a remake of a student film that they did, I think, right before May in, like, early 2000, 2001 or something. Um, yeah. Which I have not seen, but they also co-directed that. And then they just wanted to re-release it or make a sequel, but then they just decided to remake it all together. Um which I'm I'm happy they did because it, it feels a little more accessible in this modern uh, form. But I'm just shocked to see their thoughtfulness with also how it came to depicting what happened to her with Terry, uh, with Maddie's history of being raped by him. Mm-hmm. And the scene, there's something, I don't know what it's saying. Uh, I, I think I do, but I, f- I knew what it was saying the second I watched it and I felt it. And it's something you can just convey through this dialogue. But like when she's talking about the rape, but she won't say what happened. She keeps talking right. about the conditions leading up to it, but she won't reveal what happened to her. And Lena is like crying with her. And Lena just says to her, I think you have to say it. Yeah. 
And then Maddie says, he raped me. Like, there's so much, I think, feminist thoughtfulness in that of, of, of not being silent and not letting this trauma take over you and revealing the truth about this man. It's like very, like proto me too. Um, yeah. And that moment, like that was one moment that was so impactful for me where I was like, it's once again, this like deep emotional resonance where the rest of the movie is fucking clown town, but it has these gems. I mean, literally, yeah. um, <laughs> Another part, another, the other part that really just turned a trope on its head that I was so grateful for because I was loving the movie and then I was like, oh no, oh no, don't go, no, why? <laughs> there is Vic, the, yeah. the, the other jock who is like, all he's, we've seen him in so many movies and in so many real life, like college rape narratives and, and it, it this is such a real thing, but like the good guy that feels bad about what's happened. Right. And he's in too deep. He's uh, in too deep. He's not going to do anything at the time. His buddies are going to stop him, but he's the one who's going to say something way after the fucking fact. Way after the fact. And he's going to, he's going to, you, you just know if this was any other movie, he's going to be the one that helps her in the end. Maybe he'll get stabbed or something, but he'll be fine. And ultimately they'll end up together and look at this brave man who challenged toxic masculinity in himself. Right. Um, and he's, been, he's had a big crush on Maddie all this time which it could be argued i mean that would apply to any of these other stories that would tell this similar trope but in this it's like it's very obvious that's the only reason he cares and sees her as a human being Mm -hmm. is because he's had a crush on her for so long so he you spend the movie watching him look off wistfully like a lesbian down a hallway watching him (laughs) look off wistfully and or he'll walk up to a teacher and just go silent in front of her because he wants to say what's happening so when he gets on his bike and he goes off to save the day and to help maddie out and he shows up and she just says maddie just says to him i don't need you to rescue me vic Yep. And then Terry and everyone shows up. Terry gets super powered because he started stealing the crystal gems out of the women and he's been murdering them and taking their powers. Um, and and then she sees that and she goes, Vic, I need your help. And then she just kills him and absorbs his essence and drinks all of his blood. Yeah. And it's just yep. like this sheer refusal of him being the hero and the refusal of this the guy that knew they were doing wrong trope. That, yeah. that she she rejects and the movie rejects and then she just turns him into another victim and still gets payback like and takes his bike and her girlfriend gets on the back and takes his bike with her girlfriend <laughs> and then their fucking love theme plays <laughs> as the crystal gems ride off to save the day what the fuck am i watching I know, right? Like, who knew? Who knew? I'm seriously like, this. I this is a deeply feminist text, and I love it. It is. It is. And even st- and the complications of oh, they're all hot. Oh, the of course they're lesing out because it's Lucky McKee, and yet I'm okay with it here. I'm totally okay with it here. And even the hot. I mean, like the thoughtfulness of Tracy. It's yeah. it's not just oh they're gay because it's hot for me. It's they're gay because they care about each other. Um, yeah, the fact that he, even Terry's like with Lena, he's like to Maddie, he's like, "What is she? Your girlfriend? Your ex girlfriend?" And she just goes, "Girlfriend." 
and that's like yeah. a place of power for them and they fight together after that yeah. like it's 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 really fucking rough watching to get to the ending it's really rough watching terry kill all of them especially after i've fallen in love with these crystal gems i know that's but, the that's like the one thing i would change is that they all managed to survive I want them all to live or like all the stones just fly back into them and they all live again. Um, At the very (laughs) least, I'm like, I want Tracy to make it. I know. And you think, I thought for sure Tracy was going to make it because it is, in the end, it is just Lena, Maddie, and Tracy. Um, But then she she gets stuck in that bear trap. But even then, the, the sheer tragedy and hearing their wails as they feel and when watching them feel the loss as they they understand that their friends like their family as they've even said that they're a new family like watching them feel that loss yeah was still thoughtful and powerful that i was like i will make an exception right now <laughs> right yeah but it's still really sad that all these teenage girls like are dead now yeah, but to the same end, if Terry is really going to be representative of what, of what real life is like, oh yeah, he has to kill them, and that yeah. sucks. But it it almost makes it that much sweeter too that in the end, it's just Lex, it's just uh, Lena and Maddie that make it, and mm-hmm. they have destroyed this heterosexual cycle of abuse and of sexism and of women empowering and giving in to men's um awfulness yeah and and lessen it lessening themselves because they want to be around these jocks or they want to be popular um yeah they've completely destroyed the football team and the cheerleading squad yeah they've literally unmade that world and now it's up to the two of them to yeah to figure out what to do in the future with their with their new crystal gems that keep them alive yep as and and, as (laughs) oh my god in the film's final moments this last battle plays out at the cemetery of course it's very goth uh terry dies his gems go into the ground and he just happens to die on lexi's grave oh my god i was screaming Tell me that stone went into Lexi's grave. Tell me that's Lexi's grave. And, then and it is. The camera moves and you see the name on the tombstone. And it says Alexa or Alexis. And then Lexi fucking comes back looking like a Cajun blackened Mary Lou Maloney. <laughs> She's all gross. She's been underground for three months. And it's the end of the film. And it says all cheerleaders die part one. Yep. We're never gonna get a part two. Part two's never happening. Um, it's very Mary Lou that moment. Also, key moment. He is dead on top of her grave, and her arm—it's the classic yeah. zombie arm yeah. coming out of the ground. But her arm, like Mary Lou, her fucking arm bursts out of his chest. Her bloody arm, and she crawls out. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful. And she has her one glowing eye from where her stone is. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It's I love this just movie. Her screaming, Lena! <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends. I don't need a sequel, but I need no. a sequel. Like, right. I will happily yeah. take one if you bring back the whole gang. They find a way to come back. Mm-hmm. Maybe, who knows what the fuck the sequel is. Is Lena? Does Lena just like get too hungry and starts eating all the boys? And then they just have to 
<laughs> let her do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. who knows? But man, I am so shocked. Now you see why it's been a year of me saying we should do all cheerleaders die. I compl- I'm sorry I ever doubted you. <laughs> I'm so glad because all I I know you said you didn't like it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I just didn't think they were likable, you know. Yeah. Well, that's a big problem <laughs> I hear these days. I, My women characters need to be likable. Man, I just. Oh, I fucking love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I just want to watch it right now, like talking about it. Yeah. It's so good. And even the it's, like even the shitty CGI, like I was like, it's silly just like the sound design. Yeah. It works. Right. It's silly and it works. <laughs> Watching her, and it works. her les her what was it? Her her lesbian wicca stones <laughs> yeah. fly around. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's so much fun. It's on Shudder right now, a few people have Shudder. Yeah, it's on Shudder. It literally the day before I watched it, it went on Amazon Prime also. Oh, nice. Um so there are many ways to watch this movie. I I just I love it. Yeah. Me too. I I just can't get over that I was like I've like been deep into magical girls and then I see this like the horror version of magical girls happen in this movie. The the sheer feminism of this film and the fact that it uses almost an almost anti-feminist depictions to get there to really re- to really talk about where the genre's been and how it needs to change right it is so thoughtful and from a movie that's still fucking funny and accessible yeah and it's it's shocking that it's such a thread that informs all of the characters etc etc because usually when quote-unquote feminist films come from quote-unquote straight dude feminists yeah it's it'll be a final girl and like that's that's where it ends <laughs> but yeah. she's really empowered because yeah. look like, at h4o right yes exactly where it's like oh this woman's a total mess she's a burden to her family she's been obsessed with this man for years oh but she also got the house hunters episode where she renovated her kitchen with a dungeon basement panic room (laughs) (laughs) she she bought all those uh mannequins when kmart closed oh she tormented her daughter growing up but now her daughter remembers how to shoot a gun and say gotcha what feminism right yeah. Win for and feminism. So, <laughs> win for feminism. And so for this one that really taps into all of that stuff and honestly, like the depictions of lesbians, like I say, like, it's amazing that they're lesbians throughout. I'm sorry, but it fucking is, especially considering that they're like high schoolers. The fact but that it, the fact that Maddie is unlike <laughs> any lesbian I met in high school who all married men. Like, right that she is a ride or die dyke <laughs> yeah yeah that it didn't because i can just see another version of this film where the thing with terry when terry rapes her it's because they kind of started dating you know what i mean mm-hmm. or like lena was her first or something like that especially since like it's lena's the crazy goth so okay mm-hmm. but maddie is like the gorgeous like cheerleader type yeah and that that whole that whole sequence with or the through line of the of Vic and his story, where it's like, oh, he's gonna be the boy to come save her, and not just save yep. not just save her in terms of saving her life with Terry, but he'll save her from a lesbianism, and he right. he will be the heterosexual prince that comes to her aid, 
Mm-hmm. And she rejects that. Like, it is, yeah. it's truly, truly a surprise. Uh, yeah, we're still at a, a point in life where it's shocking that that's how it all plays out. Mm-hmm. Trust me, straight people don't understand what it's like. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. You see a, you see a character. On, first of all, it's shocking for a, a gay female to actually be a lesbian. In media, they're always bisexual. Yeah. So, for, and just for it to be a lesbian who has doesn't have a history with men, doesn't have a future with men, is just like it's still so fucking rare. What was that terrible movie that was like trying to be part of like the Guy Ritchie era of of slapdash, whip fast, fancy fancy flash 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 editing <laughs> and crime story ensemble piece, Smoke and Aces. With um, oh, God. Alicia Keys. Uh, t- <laughs> I've never seen I know what movie you mean. I just... It's a terrible movie, Stacey. Never yeah. watch it. It's about like an assassin or something. Um, but I've, I've never forgotten my trauma of watching this film. <laughs> um, it was my ex's fault because he really wanted to see it. So we watched it. And Alicia Keys plays the really hot, really cool lesbian assassin in the movie. Because it's all these oh, assassins boy. coming together. Um, literally, like, midway through the movie, her girlfriend dies, and then she falls in love magically with the main guy, and becomes- Oh my god. And becomes his girlfriend. Even though her whole storyline in the movie is, this is a lesbian assassin, and this is her girlfriend. But now that the girlfriend's dead, she can bone the main guy, because honestly, that's all she was there for, right? And I- I truly kept- <laughs> I know it's disgusting. Um, I truly kept expecting that something like that to happen with Maddie, and especially seeing this Vic storyline built in, I was so ready. I was, yeah. I was just like so ready to be like, "Well, it was fun while it lasted." Yeah, it's like how I felt watching Maleficent when I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is shockingly feminist, but now a prince is showing up, and now he's gonna kiss Sleeping Beauty." And every- wait, it doesn't work. Maleficent has to kiss Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am i watching <laughs> yeah yeah those moments of of subverting tropes like as simple as it can be just to depict someone actually as being that identity like that right. doesn't get to happen for us to be that identity and to like act on it like to get a sex scene to, like to get a tender moment here and there to be like this is my girlfriend and i love her there have been countless like i think about um day no, diary of the dead is it george romero movie oh my character my found footage one i love yeah, yeah. the character tomboy is a lesbian and you know she's a lesbian because she says she's a lesbian and her name is tomboy <laughs> and she masturbates right there in the car with the like what you consulted on that film right i did yeah it's, you know, it's it'll be in my biopic, don't worry. <laughs> Woman who masturbates in the car and then urinates on herself. There's so much franchise it, potential with your memoirs. Yeah, yeah, but for, I just, I love all cheerleaders die. For Maddie and Tracy, for that to play out and it's not weird for either one of them. Uh, for girlfriends to have girlfriends and to like have a sexuality that plays out is like it's still so rare and I just love this movie and everybody should watch this fucking movie and I'm glad we're finally talking about it yeah and it's not it's not um, 
it's not a sacred, like, um, pure lesbian sexuality with Maddie. Like, it's not the thing of, like, you just have the one soulmate. Like, it's it's kind of implied, I at least took it as implied, that she previously did have a a something or maybe experimented with Lexi, the cheerleader from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, She clearly had a backstory with her. Uh, she, she's just gotten out of this relationship with Lena, who ultimately is, like, her true love or whatever, high school love. Um, but she, and then she also gets to really have this loving relationship and fool around with Tracy, who's, like, hot as shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's kind yeah. of, I mean, she's kind of gets to be a player, like, in those respects. Uh, yeah. and it's really so nice that she's 100% committed to it as the hot undercover dyke mean girl like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so good it's so it's so good good i love it i I love love it it. um i hated terry so much he's such a like he's almost too much of a villain he's a really good actor for being so terrible as such a terrible character that i didn't want to see on camera any second that he was on camera yeah. That fucking face he, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he is just a fucking sociopath. Like, the characters that you love to hate and you can't wait for, like, I think Day of the Dead, uh, Captain Rhodes. Yeah. Like, you can't wait for that guy to get his. He's gonna get all eaten by those zombies. But I feel like Terry's almost too much. Like, once he starts killing the cheerleaders, it's like, no, he no, make him stop. Yeah, because it's, like, he's almost unstoppable because he's, like, one after another. But he keeps conquering them and taking their power. Yeah. And it's just, like, man, I fucking hate this, but I also really see what you're saying with this. And Mm -hmm. it is too real. Right. And how have you taken something and put it in horror and made it so fantastic and so silly, but it is also so something we were already burdened with living with every day. Mm-hmm. But you're also making it digestible by turning it into this reclaiming power fantasy, mm-hmm. comic book, magical girl moment. Why is no one talking about this movie but us? Right, right. Yeah, that's a great fucking movie. I want to see every. I want to see the sequel. I want to see the opera. <laughs> I want a t-shirt. I want a t-shirt that has all of my crystal gems on it. And then, as much as I hate Ooh. Terry, I want to. I want the little slogan that says "bitches glowing like light brights and shit." <laughs> Yeah, this is it's your infinity gauntlet. This is. These are the only. These are the only like glowing crystal comic book nerd whatever shit I care about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's my 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 cheerleaders. We could have another bumper sticker that says "My other other car <laughs> is an all cheerleaders die." <laughs> and all cheerleaders die. <laughs> <laughs> that one's gonna test even better. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it'll be, mm. uh, we'll order four. You, me, Lucky McKee, and Chris Cybertson can all <laughs> have our bumper stickers for that. And they'll just get it in the mail and be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is- I know all these words, but this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so go watch it, people. Go watch it. It's a great, it's a great time. I can't believe I, I since I've watched it I've only been wanting to watch it again I might see if Jason wants to rewatch it because I think he needs to rediscover this movie since he didn't really like it when he saw it either 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Wow. <sighs> this is going to be a fucking good-ass month. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait, because we got, I mean, not just the anniversary. We just got witches aplenty. Witches everywhere. Whole bunch of witches. It's, listen, it's a like Cher sang, a woman's world, except it's a, it's a witch's world. That didn't work. It doesn't work. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love witch month. Bye. Bye. I quit. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! god. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylord!